RPG Academy presents... fifth edition actual play. Starring Michael as Arami Mott, Scott as Dane Seaborn, and Matthew as Cassandra Ziegengeist. Featuring Caleb, your Game Master. This actual play is supported by BattleBards.com. Alright, so you three head off towards the docks. Dane and Cassander, you are half-carrying Arami between you. Uh, she's got an arm thrown over each of your shoulders. I love you guys. You're my friends. We sure are. As you are leaving the temple, Arami doesn't notice this at all, but Dane and Cassandra do. There is a big commotion within the temple itself. All you hear are the, not shouts, but raised voices of the guards and the workers and they all seem to be saying something like, come come into the back. They're here. They're here. We need help. We need help right now. And the guards immediately leave their posts. Uh, you are outside of the temple at this point. You see everyone who was outside the temple or near one of the doors rushing deeper into the temple itself. Uh, is, is, do, you, do you think that's normal, Cassander? I've never seen them all rush in to do anything. Priests don't tend to rush. They're not the really rushing sort. They're sort of more priestly. This is kind of odd. Is there a way that we can uh, spy what they're doing without letting them know we're here spying what they're doing? Well, I guess there's there's an old-fashioned trick I was taught. I mean, I, I know falcon scouting's pretty good, but when you need to... You, when you absolutely positively have to understand what's being said, accept no substitute for... A sneaky blue dwarf. I'll take care of our charge if you want to sneak away. All right. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll re remember our uh, coded whistles. If I whistle like the, the brown reclusive lemur, that means that I need help. <laughs> if I whistle like the white-tailed grassroots lemur, that means that I'm fine and could use a snack. If I whistle like the, actually, I don't remember any of these lemurs. You just lectured me one afternoon. Uh, I'll, I'll scream if <laughs> I, I need something. I can whistle. That's very good. You That's keep practicing. Excellent. Daddy will be back soon. <laughs> so Arami just kind of stands there swaying, trying to whistle, and she's just spitting a lot. <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. And I'm just kind of like avoiding the spit, but at the same time, making sure she's maintaining uh, her erect posture. But she keeps turning to show you. <laughs> she's like, look how good I'm whistling. So she turns just spitting in your face. Oh, okay. All right. Enough, please. 
I'm a, I'm gonna tell Chimera how I feel. And you know what? I'm, you know, let's practice that. How does it go? I love you. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. She's gonna ask you to be hers. <laughs> So, so Dane plans to uh, sneak around, uh, not not through the the big waiting opening because that's obvious and too easy and doesn't involve enough skullduggery. But uh, he plans to sneak around, uh, sort of closer toward the back, where um, he was compelled last night to leave via the window. You know what? I uh, I can't say no. Yes. Well, I'm I'm glad uh, that advantage came up. Uh, I got a 19 on stealth. All right, Dane, so you slip into the trees in the jungly forest area, and you come back out along that path that you followed last night. Uh, It's no longer muddy from the storm, and you are very easily able to stay in the woods right along the edge of this path and get back up to uh, the window that you jumped out the night before. Now, this is the kids' room, uh, but as of this moment, there are no kids in it. It is empty. The door's open. Hmm. And as you are standing there, peeking in from the side, uh, you hear a commotion, and one of the temple workers is shooing the kids back into the room. Uh, He is... Uh, being very quick and kind of brash about it. All right, kids, all right, kids, back in the room, back in the room, early bedtime tonight. Uh, everyone's got to be quiet, so clean up your room and uh, and get right to sleep, all right? Kids are, are whining and complaining. This is an hour earlier than their regular bedtime. They're not done with whatever they normally do. Stone Legos. Stone Legos, definitely. He completely ignores them, shoves them into the room, and shuts the door. Ah, this is my chance to kidnap the children. No, wait, that that was the the wrong thing. The opposite of the Oh good, they're they're back. All right. All right. That's check that off the list again. Um what uh what else? Oh, yeah. So I I guess I'll uh attempt to skull duggerly stealthily uh see where the children are being herded away from. Probably via by going window to window. I assume they've actually sealed this one back up. I can't just Sneak right in. Well, if if you snuck in through this window, you'd be in the room with the kids. Right. There's also, yeah, it's. I'd need to hire a stealth check to sneak past children. <laughs> uh, or, so, so you, unless, unless I uh, happen to be the type who tends to pick up breath mints at the bar, little uh, candied ones, and then put them in my pocket for later, and then never need them because I have sterling fresh, gravelly breath. All day long. It's just natural. I, I can't explain it. Just, uh, just, just can I mean, you, you can just hit that, that little scent of tar and gravel. It's wonderful. So, uh, I, I, I you know, reach into my hand and, and pull out a, a handful of mints and I hop through the window and I say, hey, kids. Okay, so you <laughs> jump into the, uh, into the temple. Uh, a couple of the kids are, are shocked and, and scream a little bit. Uh, but one of the older ones recognizes you. Oh yeah, yeah, you remember me from from before. I'm I'm one of the good guys. I brought mints. Yes, hi Mr. Dane. And hey. and uh this older child kind of marshals the other ones into order. 
Uh, he and uh, he rescued us last night, guys. He rescued us. He's good. That's right, Tinny. I sure did. So they immediately all swarm around you and uh, pester you for candy and stories. Ah, oh, well, I, uh, I, I shouldn't. Well, I, I guess. I mean, I have this one story. It's it's kind of quick. See, there, there's these five women. Oh, ooh, no, no, I can't tell that story. Um, okay, different one. Uh, okay, so there was this great big octop. Ooh, no, that's that's not an appropriate story. For- um, tell you what. Once upon a time, there was a big blue dwarf, and. Six, 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 six and a half, seven. Oh, I, I see. There's seven adorable little orphans in a room. And those orphans were cute, and, and they'd been told to go quietly back to their rooms, and they were going to be quiet, while Dane, the big blue dwarf, was going to go sneak around and find out why they'd been put to bed early by those nasty old people who feed and clothe and shelter them for free. And then Dane will come back and tuck them all in on his way out. Does that sound like a good story, kids? That's a dumb story. Well, geez, Tinny, if you'd thought that, I would have left you back in the cave. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got some more mints. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see what I can't do about getting you kids out for uh, recess midnight. We'll, we'll go to the pyramid, right? Kids like the pyramid. No, the, what's the, that's not the bar's name. Sphinx. We'll go to the Sphinx, right? Kids like the bar. That's, uh, maybe? I don't know. Well, look, look, uh, you know, call me in 18 years, as, as I kind of say, as I'm backing toward the door. I'll, uh, look, look, kids, don't call me, I'll call you. My, my, my people will, uh, you know, get in touch. It'll, it'll be great. I'll, I'll come by. We'll do arts and crafts. You kids like brewing beer, right? That's, that's great. That's great. All right. You kids are great. I'll be here again. You, you're, you're really special. I uh, just love being here in, and I look at the door. Room six. It's the best room there is. Thanks, kids. Good night. And I close the door after me. Is the hallway empty? After that performance, yes. All right. So the hall is empty, uh, but you can hear that same commotion has continued toward the end of the hall. And this is going deeper into the private area of the temple. And you can see very easily that the floor in front of you is covered with water and mud and sand. And there are, it it basically all looks like stuff that has just been falling off of people's cloaks if they were really messy or dirty. Some of the... Uh, Some of the mud and sand and water looks like there are drag marks through it, like someone was being carried, but their feet were trailing on the ground. And there's also uh, spots and patches of blood. If, if, If there's lots and lots of stuff on the ground, that probably means there's space enough to be to have footprints. Are all the footprints that I can immediately see dwarf sized? There aren't any greater demon sized footprints. Any is, is is there any sign that something didn't track feet through sand, but rather just floated in here, back for the children that aren't stolen? I, I don't I don't know. No, no. Th- okay. th- this is all very clearly uh, the dwarves that uh, you know pretty pretty well. Dane thinks to himself, "Damn, I'm not good at these mysteries. Where's the professor? Profe- oh, damn, he's uh, back at. Okay, all right." I'll, I'll go 100 more feet, I'll get in real bad trouble, and then I'll scream for help, and he'll come help me solve the mystery. Perfect. 
And I uh, strike forward into uh, more darkness and unknown toward the sandy depths of the temple. Where they worship the beach god. Spring break! Alright, so let's have another stealth check as you are going down uh, the hallway. I assume my advantage is less advantageous. Yeah, there there is no advantage right now. Well, uh, I got a two, which means the professor gets to come rescue me any second now. Six, uh, eight total. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you slip down the hallway. You're pretty sure you're being very stealthy and careful and quiet. Uh, there is a large room at the end of the hall. The door is not all the way shut, but all the mud and footprints and and blood are going right towards this door. So you get to the end of the hallway, and uh, you very carefully lean towards the crack and, and try to peer through the door. You can see that this is a very large room, and it has been hurriedly converted into a makeshift ICU trauma center. Uh, There are, as far as you can see, there are maybe three or four dwarves on beds that are just tables uh, with some cloths thrown over them. Uh, You can see from where you are that these dwarves wear the firebrand armor and insignia. So you know that these are the temple's elite guards and soldiers. And they are just beat to hell. You can see bruises and cuts on the exposed skin. The armor has some sort of dark black ichor across it, as well as uh, slash marks and broken indentations. Uh, There are what you think are arrows sticking out of some of the armor. Uh, And there are a bunch of other dwarves running around. And these you can see are some of the the priestesses, uh, some of the workers, some of just the dwarves in general. They're running around. They're calling for bandages. They're calling for healing potions. You can hear uh, people crying out in pain, people crying out for help. Uh, You can hear... Uh, divine spells and rituals being chanted and summoned. You know this is a pretty big room. You just can't see all the way into it from your vantage point. Luckily, there are so many dwarves just running around right now. No one notices you. Excellent. Wow. Well, they said it was back. It was back. Whatever it was, it must have been pretty terrible. wonder if it was disco. That would explain the injuries. <clears throat> but not the sand. Uh, does the sand lead mostly into this space? Yes, yeah. All the mud and sand and water and tracks come down this hallway into this room. So so what you're saying is is that all the, the, the dead and the dying and the people who will be mad if I'm here are at one end of this, uh, little say, uh, golden brick road made of sand and muck, and at the other end is all the glory and the treasure and the great stories that I'll have to tell the Sphinx later. So I think I want to go uh, that way, but but it's probably about time for me to rummage up my pals, and I'm hoping that uh, this sandy path 
will lead me at least closer to where they are, and hopefully I can lean out of a convenient window and wave and get them to come join me in my quest to see where this sand goes, unless it just leaves the building somewhere, in which case that'd be real convenient. I assume they have, like, a beach down here that's been flooded by some sort of magna underground shark. But, uh, I... That's because I... I assume that priests, if they have secrets, it must be secret parties, and they're probably crazy. So if Dane backtracks down the hallway following the tracks and footprints the wrong direction, he comes right to a side door of the temple. Ha! I go through the side door. Are there magna sharks? Uh, There are no magna sharks. You are back outside the temple in the jungle and forest, and you are around the right side of the temple itself. If you went further back, you would go to where you were before, where that back window where the kids' room is. And if you go around to the front, that will be the main entrance where you and Aramie and Cassandra just were, presumably where they still are. All right. Well, uh, obviously the quickest way to get there is over the roof. But uh, they're probably not going to be able to get back, so I take my time. Uh, Well, let's see. It'd be so much more showy to go over the roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go over the roof there, and then I'll take the drunk around the building the other way. Okay, so how are you going to climb up the temple? Very clumsily. And with my grappling hook and climbing gear. Okay. Does it have a pointy ceiling in any way? Uh, well... Like crenellations? Are there things I'm going to injure myself with? Barbed wire? I don't, I don't know. Bunch of, like, um, stained glass that, that has been artfully placed uh, with point out? Well, we'll, we'll uh, answer that question in a second. Cassandra, I have to pee. <sighs> okay, I'm better. Ah, uh, gross. <laughs> Why am I wet? You know the answer to that, army. You know the answer to that. Where's, where's, where's Kamir? Uh, sh- I want to tell her to come here. <laughs> oh, she's gonna, she's gonna be here soon enough. I'm sure. Where's Dane? All right, so Dane, the temple itself has a a big middle area that kind of has a, a round rotunda dome, but there are also wings off to the sides that are just regular flat-roofed buildings. So that's where you are. Uh, This branch uh, leading off from the main area is is totally flat along the top. Hmm. Well, uh, that's not going to be as fun to climb as the dome, but I'm still going to do it. Okay, so that will be, let's say, athletics. Oh... I'm not nearly as good at... Oh. Well, if it's a bad idea now, it's a crazy good idea. Oh, I got nine. Ten minus one. You're using your rope and your grappling hooks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My climbing stuff. Does that give me, like, a plus or advantage? Uh, It gives you a bonus. So you Uh. can throw your grappling hook up to the top of the roof you feel reasonably sure that it is secure, uh, and you can climb up. It is definitely slow going, though. You can't just skip up the wall. 
This isn't like the original 1960s Batman? Nope, not at all. It takes a lot of effort to get up to the top. Can Sammy Davis Jr. pop out of a window? Yes. Well, on the way back down, I'm going to talk to the room full of kids. Tell them to stay in school. Well, you, you were Because they live there. You were going towards the, the front of the temple, not the back where the kids were. Oh, well then, uh, on my way climbing up, I pass by them and I say, stay in school, kids. Uh, they, Even though they're on the ground floor. We're trapped. We live here. We have no choice. We're indentured So servants. you get to the top of the building. Uh, you are definitely out of breath and tired. Good. You, run, says that. you run to the, the front and you look over the edge and it just seems a lot taller than it did uh, before. Oh, but but down's easy. I just have to repel, and it looks cool. Any idiot can do that. I can repel. Mm-hmm. Even while drunk, I bet. Army, right? That's, that's how that works. So so I uh, grapple hook it up in such a way that I can, uh, you know, get it back down. I, I, I do this a lot to buildings around. I'm pretty good about getting down and then getting my grappling hook off the roof without having to climb back up. That, that only happens, like, very occasionally these days. And then I can verify on him getting down. And then I rappel down all cool-like and, and, and land with a crouch nearish enough to my friends so they can see and be like, hey, that guy's pretty cool. He's going to do the superhero landing. Here it comes. Here it comes. That's right. oh, they That's all right. do that. Star on the knees. That's right. All right, so we'll need another check for you to get down. I don't need checks to get down. I get down and get funky on a daily basis. Also, I got seven. Eight minus one. Oh, he got down all right. Okay, so yeah, you're going to fall. Mm. But you can make a dexterity save to not get hurt. Ah, oh, 21 on that. All right, so you uh, you start to rappel down the front of the temple, but the grappling hook was not quite secure enough because you set it up so you could twitch it down when you got there, but it wasn't ready really to hold all your weight. So it comes out when you're still about 10 feet off the ground and you fall the rest of the way, but you manage to recover and land without any injury. Now, the the real question is, can I catch the hook? The cementing in my friend's minds, the idea that I meant to do that. Uh, You hold your hand out to catch it, but it falls on the other side. Damn. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, wrap it up real quick and I say, guys, guys, you'll never guess. There's some sort of horrible tribe of magna sharks and they've 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 moved in somewhere behind the temple and they're 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 attacking all the temple people. And we have to get there because I think they're wearing bikinis and they have treasure and they may have a dance off, too. I believe it. Professor, I'm not very good at solving these sorts of mysteries. I think we're going to need your help a lot. Oh, I, I'm in. I'm just trying to uh, build up the enthusiasm because I've been here for uh, as long as you've been gone and she smells like urine. Uh, why'd you pee on Army? No, no, no. I did not. Oh. She did. Army. <sighs> Party foul. All right. Come on. I can whistle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's play the quiet and walk quickly game. Let me show you how it's done. Natural 20. <laughs> now you roll it. <laughs> and I'm going to yell out, <laughs> You're really good at this game! <laughs> I know. I'd respond except I'm being quiet and quick. Now, uh, my... my- 
my previous question I don't think was answered. Does Michael need any healing to be a viable member of the team, or is he going to be okay as is? Uh, Arami is very drunk. Uh-huh. I'm not as drunk as you think I am. Uh, uh-huh. Curing magic will not alleviate drunkness. Thank you, then I will save my spell. Okay, so I need to stealth as well. Here we go. Akio caffeine. All right, so what was that, Scott? How about like a remove disease or something that would cure poison? I don't have any of that, so. Oh, well, okay. Then if, uh, army's if just curing doesn't work, I'm screwed. So If it's not a hit point problem, then I don't know how to solve it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so what are you guys doing? What's What's your plan of action right now? Can I make a combined stealth check with my inebriated friend here to get her over to where Dane is in the stealthiest way, although she is yelling. I mean, we're, we're all together. I think the plan is to go... I thought the plan was to go to the other side of the temple uh, the long way, right. and, and then yeah, right. follow the I just mud. didn't know if you were you were helping us or if you literally uh, booked. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm keeping close enough that I can still whisper about being quiet and quick. Okay, so you guys are wanting to try to sneak back to the side of the temple where Dane started and sneak back in or just look in the room to see what was going on. What's your goal? Don't we want to follow the, the, the trail of sand and debris that they left to find out what's come here and kill those Magna Sharks and thus yes. be the heroes who saved the day and defeated the monsters that, that the, uh, the Prissy Brigade and their fancy lads couldn't do? You'd like that army, right? If if you had all the glory and saved the day, they'd definitely invite you to join. Yes. I want that so bad. So yeah, I th- I, th- I think our goal our, I think our goal is to find out what uh pounded down the the poor priest temple guards and and defeated ourselves. I agree. Okay. So with that goal in mind, uh you can attempt to follow the path not into the temple but where it came to the temple from uh, dane when you exited the temple you saw that the, the 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 path of of debris actually goes off into the jungle so these these dwarves that you saw all beat up and hurt entered the temple from outside of it so you can follow that path if you want to. Yep. Uh, it's not hard to follow that path. It is nighttime, uh, but there is enough ambient light from the moon and stars and the various buildings on the island that are lit for the evening. The path leads almost directly to the beach, but the beach that is the other side of the island from the docks when you get to the beach after a long drunken lecture about how many beaches a proper dwarven city has actually at, at one point i want to tickle dane as well <laughs> and tickle him as we're sneaking I'm like, stop that that's gonna make my my sneaking go wrong <laughs> and i'm just walking behind them just like loving every minute of this at some point, I'll turn around and go, shh, for no reason at you. So so this is a, a smaller beach. It, it's not, there's not a dock there. There's not any shipping that is done here. This is just a, a small beach where 
some fishing would happen. It's, it's kind of a naturally formed beach. So people would fish, uh, people would swim or hang out there. It, it's just part of the island life. As soon as you get to this beach, and you've all been there before, you're very familiar with this island, uh, you all stop in shock, even RMA. There is a small boat, uh, not a rowboat, but a small sailboat. It is crashed on the beach. Now, I don't just mean run aground. I mean smashed to pieces, as if it was picked up a couple hundred feet in the air and dropped. So there is debris and broken chunks of ship scattered across this beach. Uh, You can also see uh, in the moonlight there are patches of dark liquid splashed across the sand. Uh, It might be blood. It might be that dark ichor fluid that Dane saw. It's hard to tell, but it is everywhere, covering almost all of the sand. And it it looks like it is in uh, not just puddles. Some of it is puddling, but there's also big arcs of splash pattern, as if it's it um, uh, like from a a sword slash or or some sort of uh, projectile. There are also about a dozen bodies laying amid all this debris and dark fluid. Is this why we're sneaking? Because they're asleep. Are are they dwarves who are asleep over there? Uh, From your point, they look like dwarves. You're not sure. Mm. I uh, don't want to go find out. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, I don't know. What what do you think, Professor? Um, I would like to investigate the, um, the splatter in whatever way that would be safest. Give it the old CSI treatment. Zoom in the camera while you stand far away. Exactly. I I was thinking, uh, by smell, like, uh, pick it up with the the blunt side of my spear and, and kind of smell it. I was going to taste it, but then I thought better of it. Okay, well, there, there's definitely some near you. Uh, you can inspect it a little bit. Uh, it is sticky and viscous. Uh, it's not quite solidified, but it's not quite liquid either. So you can stab your spear, the end of your spear into it, it kind of makes a a sucking noise as you try to pull the spear away and then there's a pop and it snaps and you uh, you can pull it uh, out with your spear it smells like rotting flesh and some sort of alchemical substance you can't identify it, but you're familiar with mm-hmm. spell work and alchemy uh, in that you yeah. can recognize different – you know when spell components have been used, basically, is is what we're getting at here. Okay. And I will, uh, I will, I will kind of put the spear in the, um, the sand now, and I will um, – and I'll say it uh, – this fluid is of a – an alchemical nature 
not at all natural. It's seems there was some sort of creature here that's not of this plane. Oh, interesting. Is where to go? I mean, I don't think we can save anyone here on this beach. So I would say we would follow the splatter patterns and hopefully learn who uh, who we're dealing with here. But uh, did, didn't we follow splatter patterns here? Well, you guys followed the trail of the sand and muck with the ah, uh, yeah, right, yeah. separate. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. I, and I thought we got to like a hub with like a like a big group of people sleeping. Quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an encounter, and and the, the the dirty group went this way, and the splattery group went that way. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Let let us go the splattery way. No need to tell anyone we're here or uh, what what our plan is or ask any questions. I I say we, we're heroes. That's right. That's right. Heroes jump in and get all the glory after, and get bought beers at the Sphinx. Let's go streaky. That that that's uh. Um, not no. Let's go reverse no, streaking not. army. Let's let let's keep our armor <laughs> on. Yes, because you need it. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. And do you have your cudgel with you or something, or are you just? Bare bones. What are we dealing with today? And I'm gonna start like feeling. I'm gonna start like feeling her for like weapons and stuff. I will start laughing like you're tickling. <laughs> you know these weapons. <laughs> and I'll tickle you back. <laughs> and I will not laugh because elves are not ticklish. I always have my cudgel on me. Okay, thank goodness. Elves are, are serious business, not ticklish. Yes. Dwarves, however, super ticklish. Super ticklish. <laughs> Don't even get me started on halflings. <laughs> The claw. If you if you say uh, the word tickle to a halfling, they light up like Christmas. We're learning so much about these people of, of this world tonight. You're welcome. Okay, so your plan is to see if there's another trail to follow from this beach? Yeah, basically we followed like sand and stuff from the temple to the beach. And now we see this, like, murder scene. Is there some sort of uh, blood trail from the murder scene away? Like, the monster that attacked these dwarves, like, ran down the beach looking for a boyfriend. Like, I don't, I don't know. All right. So what we're looking at here is we need to investigate the beach. Ah, so a roll is what you're saying. I see. Well, it just so happens I have the investigation skill, and I'm going to use it thusly. Ooh, can I take the aid action rather than rolling my own crappy roll to just give advantage to the professor while I'm I'm aiding him by keeping the drunk member of our party out of his investigation? Sure. Wow. I rolled a 5 and a 20. Ooh. So that was a good roll. <laughs> nice. Okay, so... Cassander starts stepping carefully through this carnage. Uh, Luckily, Cassander knows a lot about careful investigation and study, so he kind of slips into professor mode. Uh, You start walking around, kind of trying to piece together what happened, looking for clues, looking for evidence. The first thing you realize is that the dwarves that are dead, because they are all dwarves, 
were all temple guards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, they have some openings, I've heard. Don't don't say that too loud. Army will hear you, and then we're gonna we're gonna be in a whole other pot. And you can see that this large group of temple guards was standing at the beach, probably for about an hour. You can see evidence closer to the tree line of footprint indentations, uh, some some makeshift chairs. Some some ash from pipes. Yeah, some ash from pipes. There's there's actually a small fire pit that had been put out, and there are some cups and, and mugs that have just been knocked aside that are still there. So the first thing you realize is that this, this very large group of dwarves, because some of them are dead, and the rest of them, according to Dane, are in the temple being treated for grievous wounds. Uh, so this large group of dwarves was standing there for quite a while, it's logical for you to assume that they were waiting for something. The second thing you realize is that... They knew that boat would crash. They were waiting for it. Uh, the boat uh, is not dwarven-made. So it came to this beach area, and whatever, uh, whatever the dwarves were fighting with came from the ocean. Uh, you can see that there are markings, not footprints, but indentations in the sand, you would think that they would be the types of indentations a a snake or a serpent would make crawling through wet sand, that type of pattern. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Much, much larger. Titanoboa, got it. And uh, you can see this type of indentation coming up onto the beach, and then exiting the beach, back into the water. At this point, I would uh, whistle for Shrike, my trusty hawk assistant, and I would have him circling uh, around us and looking for some sort of worm sign in the water or in the sands further down the beaches. Okay, so this is not an instantaneous acquisition of knowledge. It, it takes a little while to find all these facts and notice them. So as you are standing there trying to figure stuff out, you guys are getting uh, a little bit further into night, and it's just getting really spooky. Uh, <laughs> the, the mood is very much something disastrous happened here, uh, and with all this blood and ichor and, and dead bodies. It's just a very odd, abnormal mood is settling across the island where you guys are right now. Uh, while Cassander is searching and investigating this beach, what are Dane and Arami doing? Arami's sitting on the beach. I've pulled off my boots and I'm shaking out the sand from them. But I'll likely get more sand back in them when I put them back on. Because you're standing now on the beach. Beach. Your bare feet. Trying yeah. to shake. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm uh, watching this game and being uh, mildly pleased by it, but still uh, rather anxious at the moment to, to get on to the glory. There, there doesn't seem to be much glory just sitting here in the wet sand being gross and sandy. So, uh, Matt, when Cassandra wraps up his search and, and figures out all this knowledge... 
Uh, he's going to come back to date an army, and what's he going to say? Friends, I have surmised. Yes, surmised. I have a hypothesis that I believe we are dealing with some sort of large serpentine creature that came up from the ocean, attacked, and then went back to whence it came. So the lava sharks were riding the great worm. Yes, exactly. I'm. Thank you, Dane. You are a consummate professional, and I am so glad that you're part of the team. I could use some nachos. That is a really good idea. Let's go do that. Well, wait. Well, aren't we supposed to find the the mounted lava sharks? And yeah, but what about the nachos? But, I mean, if if we kill the lava sharks, then that story will get us free nachos. Oh, okay, now you're talking. All right, let's kill these lava sharks so we can get those nachos. Right. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you there are no lava sharks in your immediate vicinity. What? What? Tickle, tickle. <laughs> Not now, Army. Well, uh, maybe after some more beer and nachos. But uh, no, uh, I mean, so, so where did the giant snake thing go? It went back in the water, you said? That's what uh, that's what this investigation has told me. I'm having uh, I'm having my hawk do some uh, scouting to see if uh, he can see anything further down the the uh, the beach or up in the or out in the water. But but but, but your hawk, as far can't as I can swim, tell, I mean we, we we need to follow the snake things into the water, right? Right. You're good at tracking. You can track things that that are just swimming, right? I mean, kind of. It's, it's amphibious. It leaves like a very certain kind of wake through through the water. I bet. That's a boat. That's not a. That's not a like thing. Like underwater, wake. I, y- you're the professor. You you explain to me. Just yeah. just just take six or seven really long words and mash them together and explain how we're gonna find the the giant worm and kill it and get free nachos. Press the digitation thaumaturgy um, excavation uh, levitation and then finally uh, mastication. Th- th- that sounds fantastic. Let, let's let's do those things. Okay, let's go. All right, so as you guys are standing there trying to figure out what's going on, uh, Shrike suddenly lets out a warning cry. Cassander uh, recognizes this type of communication quickly enough, and he sees that uh, Shrike is indicating that there is some sort of danger in the wreckage of the ship. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. 
Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at vrpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.